time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, February 10th, 2020. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And are we ever grateful that we have such a large listening audience? It's largely because many of you have shared this virally with so many. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format. I will let Rob Crispin do the written format. We're going to do the audio format. Fits with my personality. And uh, you can listen to this anytime, anywhere. And I think that's what's appealing to so many people. Just got back from New Orleans at the Independent Mortgage Bankers Conference. If there was any question, you know how we do this? We get everyone together and you go like, that's just a conference call between... Andy Allen, you know, Alice, myself, and a guest occasionally as we have them in here. And Joe, guess what? We are so much bigger than that. It's just so refreshing and heartwarming to see that the effort that we put into this is being enjoyed and more than just enjoyed, but it's it's really helping a lot of people stay up on what's going on. So thank you, our listeners. We appreciate you sharing this with so many. And again, we're always open to ideas how we could do this even better. but And also, hot topics. A lot of ideas are coming in on the hot topic segments. But today, we're really excited to have Tyler Sherman, who's the Chief Revenue Officer for Origination Technologies, a division of Black Knight, the premier provider of integrated software data and analytics, joining us. And he's responsible for establishing a vision. He's got a lot of vision. This guy has been visioning what the future should look like for years. It was at Motivity Solutions, and Black Knight bought Motivity Solutions, and they really have built something that's going on. So the, the executives and the leadership at Black Knight recognize that, and now he is in the leadership role himself. So we're very excited. They have a long-term strategy that combines Black Knight's leading products, including artificial intelligence, enterprise business intelligence, point-of-sales, fee service. We've had that group on here recently. Pricing, product eligibility, and e-closing Hey, I want to say a big shout-out to our listeners. Christy Moss, CMB at Form Free, noticed that uh, she has been commenting all over LinkedIn about some of our posts. I got to see her at the IMB conference. Christy is just uh, the social media. She is a social media department all into herself. I mean, 20, 30 people walked up to me at the conference, at least that. That's probably an underestimate in the number that walked over and said some amazing things about our podcast. So thank you. Appreciate Christy and all that she does for our industry at Form Free and uh, used to be at Fannie and we're now at Form She's at Form, Form Free. But anyway, Mitch Cohen, Director of Public Relations and Marketing Communications at Black Knight, sent out this information. Uh, the Freddie Mac 30-year rate is now at 3.45. Again, that's the last week's survey. Uh, so it's not relevant necessarily today, but back then, it, uh, it's the lowest in three and a half years, 14 basis points above all-time lows. So Getting back down there really nicely. But what's most interesting about this is Mitch is pointing out in their press release today is that the number of high-quality refinance candidates is now approximately 
11.3 million more on an aggregated potential. So that's just tremendous amount of revenue that you guys can get as a result of these rate drops. So rate drops are so sensitive to our volumes, where things are at. Very exciting to get this information. Check out the press releases from our friends at Black Knight. A lot more information in there. If you go to LinkedIn, the Black Knight posts it there as they will be posting this podcast. If you're not checking out this information, you're going to see on a lot of great information. Get a hold of me or get a hold of our friends at Black Knight, including Tyler. So on with Tyler Sherman in just a little bit. But thanks, Mitch Cohn, for all that you do to get so much information sent out to us. All right, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Of course, Black Knight, who we have as our guest. Open Mortgage, Finastra with their FusionBot solution. The Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, both these collaboratives help you get up close and personal with more people. And I'll let some of the things that both of these groups are doing as a peer analysis. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Indicom, our latest new sponsor. Great to hear uh, that they've joined us. You can be hearing more about them and some of their products in upcoming podcasts. Ainsworth Advisors, as well as Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Celebrity Home Loans, Dave Robnett and the team are doing a great job. We're going to get Pete back on the podcast here uh, with some of the things that they're doing. Very innovative. Check out Celebrity Home Loans. Also, Velma, Vidyard, Vendorsurf. Vendorsurf, we had Scott Roller on the podcast here just recently. It's a great way to check out new vendors. You're searching for them. Who's out there? Vendorsurf is a great solution, as well as AI Assist. And, of course, we want to say a special thank you to our regulars, Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe. And so without further ado, let's get over to Rob Van Raphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news in the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, CFPB Director Kathy Kraninger provided semi-annual testimony before the House Financial Services Committee. The director responded to several inquiries regarding the QM patch. Kraninger indicated that the Bureau's exploration of eliminating the 43% DTI requirement under the qualified mortgage rule is not an attempt to encourage looser underwriting, rather an effort to capture well-performing affordable loans into the qualified mortgage definition. Kraninger also indicated that a replacement for the QM patch will be proposed by May. Also, on January 31st, the FHFA issued a proposal to raise the minimum, minimum financial eligibility requirements for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac seller servicers. One of the key changes would increase net worth requirements for agency seller servicers that also hold Ginnie Mae MSRs. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting information uh, put out at the conference. Really enjoyed it. Sat down and talked to... Greg Keith, we're going to have him on the podcast while I was talking to you. I'm Jenny May, who's responsible for uh, risk and compliance and credit risk and compliance, a number of other things. They're a very senior individual. And we're going to be talking more about what Jenny May is. Uh, there are some of the changes that they're thinking about or things that they're just doing to manage the risk. It's not any major announcements, just some things they're doing. And then while we're talking, Michael Drain stepped up to the table. We had, he added some more information. So we're working on getting both of them or one of them on the podcast, uh, Greg, for sure. And then also while we were standing there, of course, Brian Montgomery walked by and he said, what are you doing looking talking to these two? So it was a great conversation with the, the head of FHA and then the two heads of Jenny May. So a lot of good information about MSRs, what are the qualifications. There's ongoing concern by Jenny May specifically about those who are holding MSRs. And it was talked about at the IMB conference that the the capital requirements for those holy MSRs may be going up. So stay tuned. We're going to have them on. We'll get them to talk about it. 
Les Parker's here with today's TM Spotlight and this week's macro view of the markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Ainsworth Advisors. It can go its own way. Go its own way. Bonds can call it another lonely day. Mortgage rates keep drifting lower in spite of the current epidemic in China because it is a U.S. market. The Fed and domestic banks own half of the outstanding mortgage-backed securities. Since the world owns U.S. 10-year Treasury notes, global events move its yield. So as the coronavirus goes its own way, yields fall, but signs of little massive disruption in commerce lift yields. So until the peak of new cases and while the virus tracks predictable models, the 10-year yield stays between 170 and 150. Notes can call it another likely day. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. You know, you'd think that Les Parker's like a major music nerd on popular music, but he isn't. And how he ties the topic of the day and this week and his report to some relative music has just always amazed me. Good job, Les. And, of course, Gary Kenterbone, who puts that all together. So glad to have them part of the podcast. If you want to check out the TM Spotlight, it's free. You can subscribe to Les' daily newsletter. It's free at tmspotlight.com. Check it out. Joe Farr, good to have you here with us, as you are each and every week. What you got for us? Well, a, a lot like what Les was talking about. It all has to, there's a, you know, the coronavirus is sort of driving the headlines and therefore driving the markets and causing a good bit of volatility. It's making it kind of tough to be a interest rate risk manager out there because, yeah. you know, these, <laughs> these, the news comes out on an unscheduled basis and who knows what to predict. But, you know, Les said it right. It's, uh, you know, it's it's based on the news and and the determination of the pace of increase in new cases, which kind of came out this morning. We had two reports about the coronavirus today, which had an impact on stocks and for yeah. also on bonds. Yeah. Uh, one was pretty negative early. Stock futures this morning were down a bit, and then about 9:30 Eastern, another report came out, which indicated the pace of new cases had slowed or was slower in this report. And stocks kind of bounce back, and you know that's uh, having an impact on, or had an impact early on bond prices. Both stocks and bonds are higher now. The bonds have improved fairly significantly during the day, and are at the high for the day. So, just a tough time out there, having an idea of what to do and how to explain it to uh, <laughs> customers. You know. Yeah. So that was today. You know, looking at, at last week, it was more the same. You know, it's a lot. The coronavirus was having an impact on stocks and bonds. Right. You know, had very good data last week. Early in the week, both the yeah, was manufacturing and the and services yeah. were good. Yeah. Stock market rallied pretty big Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and during that time, MBS prices fell a little bit. And mm-hmm. late in the week. You know, concerns about what might come ahead. Uh, you know, there's been some Friday sell-offs in the stock market as people are showing some concern about not knowing what new headlines may come out regarding the coronavirus. So they they sell the stocks and, and invest a little bit more heavily in safer assets like bonds. So we saw a little bit of that last Friday as well. Even though, you know, there was a drop in the stock market on Friday, even though there was a tremendous jobs report, you know, 225,000 yeah. net new jobs, 160,000 were expected. So, 
yeah, it's just some uh, somewhat irrational movements going on uh, as it relates to what news you may be seeing, but it kind of makes sense when you understand the, the significance of the information coming out by, about the virus. There's pretty significant economic data to come out this week, but again, who knows if that's going to be the driver of it or if there are going to be more coronavirus headlines that, that change that. But you got CPI inflation coming out on Thursday and retail sales coming out on Friday, and both could have a, a big impact on uh, MBS prices in the stock market. And then as we just watch for new headlines, we'll see what effect the coronavirus has on the same. Yeah, very interesting. It's amazing. A coronavirus impacting mortgage rates. There go figure. It really does, yeah. Yeah, but it does. It's absolutely there. It's real. Appreciate you, Joe. Thanks so much for dialing in and sharing your wisdom with us. Hope you can stay tuned for the whole podcast, especially the Hot topic segment. Let's get your questions in. Good. Looking forward to it. Let's run over to Scott Gordon of Open Mortgage, talking about the science of sales. Love this segment. Scott? How many times have you been asked, what do you do? Too many to count. Most people answer with their job title. I'm a loan originator. Boring. Introducing yourself is an opportunity to communicate with story. Here are three steps to creating your story. One, invent a main character for the listener to play a part in the story. Two, create an easy-to-follow series of events that pose a problem for the main character. And three, finish your story with a one-step description of what you do to solve the problem. When someone asks, what do you do? You could reply, Imagine that you're a traveler in a foreign land and what lies between you and your destination is a wilderness of quicksand, thorns, and overgrown trails. People can't brave the wilderness alone. To make it to the other side, you need a guide, and I am that guide. My team has the best track record of getting travelers through the wilderness without getting stuck in quicksand or lost. Three steps to a simple story to answer one of the most common questions asked. This sounds too good to be true. It's not. It's just the science of sales. Yeah, I get a lot of comments on that. When I'm at the conferences and things like that, Scott Gordon's segment on the science of sales is, uh, it's always, it's always, I get people say, you know, I tried doing that. That works. It's really good. Appreciate you, Scott. And you and your marketing team putting that stuff together. Really appreciate it. For more information, go check out all the videos of communication Open Mortgage does at openmortgage.com. Alice Alvey is not able to join us again this week, but we love having Alice on there. You can go listen to all of her segments by going to our website, lickingonlending.com, and under Shows, you'll see the drop-down menu. You can catch all of Alice's updates. And so, anyway, Missy Alice, hope you're doing well, and look forward to having you back. Alan Pollock is here, though. So good to have Alan Pollock with this week's weekly tech update. How are you doing, friend? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good to be here as always. Sorry, Alice couldn't make it and excited to uh, talk to you later, Tyler. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah. a couple, uh, couple, yeah, couple, really couple cool man, well, I was going to say Floridians, but he's up in Colorado, but he works for a Florida based company, but some of his uh, coworkers are uh, neighbors of mine and friends and it's all, it's a small community for sure. It is. So this is kind of interesting. It's not really mortgage related, but I had to bring it up. Uh, the, this commercial has been on the radio like a hundred times all weekend. It's uh, Google, <laughs> the Google IT professional certification program. And, you know, why is it interesting? Because we talk about financial literacy. Well, you know, tech literacy is a thing too. And I'm sort of making yeah. that term up. But anyways, the point is, is that Google has now a program online. It's super inexpensive. 
They're providing scholarships and they're also government grants for underserved communities. And what it is is a program to learn all about software development. And 84%, listen to this number, 84% of learners report a career impact within six months, like getting a raise, finding a new job. And 60% of those learners identify as coming from historically underrepresented backgrounds in the technology field. So there are more jobs out there in tech than anything. And uh, these programs are great. The companies that hire out of this program, we're talking about Bank of America, There's other banks in here, Walmart, Best Buy, Sprint, Hulu, Google, those are their program, right? PNC. So anyways, uh, you want to check this out if you're interested in maybe partnering with them to bring employees in. But anyways, uh, I thought that was very interesting. This one's pretty cool, David. Blend. Blend is piloting a new digital mortgage closing tool. And what they're saying is called Blend Close. It's definitely in the pilot stage. That's why they're saying piloting. And what it will do is it will provide lenders with an e-closing solution. It's looking, you know, it, of course, will adhere to all the latest regulations, but it works directly with the borrower. And ultimately, it supports e-sign, remote online notarizations, e-note, any recording, and they have their support for hybrid and remote online closings. We'll wait to hear more about it, but it is a step in the right direction. So congrats to Blend on that. Yeah. This next one, David, this is a company that uh, I followed for quite a bit called HomeSnap. They have a pretty interesting platform if you're looking to really integrate part of the buying experience into your system uh, or into even your front end with your loan officers and relationships. You definitely want to check them out. But listen to this. They created a brand new likelihood to list score. They're using millions of data points, right? AI, a likely – say that again. I got went rolled off real quickly. You roll yeah, that back by us? Instead of likely instead of LOL, to for, list as in put your home right. up for sale. A predictor, LTL, huh? That's right. Not the LOL for looking on lending, but the LTL. (laughs) Yeah. And so what they're saying is, you know, they can decide in which neighborhoods you're most likely to list a home within the next 12 months. And what's interesting, right, is real estate agents, they throw out a bunch of postcards, you know, sort of throw a bunch of bait out and hope that something's going to bite. So this will help you hone in a little more microscopically and and help you figure out what you're looking at. So that's uh, an interesting one. You want to check out HomeSnap, especially if you have a tech platform or you're a bank and you're looking to integrate that in. You know, this one, this was an article I saw by Fannie, this next topic. Um, it's a blog post. It talks about, you know, David, you probably heard me, and maybe I've said it on the podcast, the term, you know, banks, it, you can't afford, especially small community banks and credit unions, you can't afford not right. to be in mortgage, but they can't afford to be in mortgage. Well, this article talks about that a little bit. Yep. You know, how consumers are more willing now to choose their favorite tech company for a mortgage over their favorite bank. And banks, this is a call out. Banks have to step up their digital game and figure out how to streamline that process. Well, in light of that, you know, that's a great article, but they're also, you know, the war for deposits is on, especially for small community banks or banks that are looking to create new brand or even mortgage folks that are looking to create a bank. Jack Henry just released what they call their Bank Anywhere product. And mm-hmm. what it allows you to do is get a new digital bank up in 90 days, FIS, Fiserv, and many others are following in the same suit. So if that falls within your wheelhouse, you want to check it out. Again, that's Bank Anywhere from Jack Henry. So, David, I'm going to leave us with this. Iowa, 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 right? I know we all <laughs> have been thinking and reading. Um, regardless of your political position, it is a technology play. So get this. A couple quick points. Very interesting. Shadow was meant to be nearly a playful name. It's a small team of political technologists 
it's a name they gave to their company when they launched it, right. largely in reference to their product Light Trail, which was supposed to make moving data across campaign tools much easier. Anyways, what happened, obviously, as we know, is there was a bunch of different technology issues. It's birthed a ton of conspiracy theories. You can find mm-hmm. those all online. Um, but get this, right? And we've, we've run into this in mortgage all the time. It was incorporated only in September, meaning that a crucial piece of the Iowa caucus was in the hands of a brand new tech company only five months old. In addition, and despite warnings from experts, the party handed part of its election infrastructure to a highly networked startup with a handful of engineers built entirely on a completely untried app. And then in addition to that, get this, this is even better. In preparation for the caucus, right, it was supposed to be that you take a snapshot, a picture of the results, you upload it through this app, and then it goes in, right? It was $60,000 to build the app. It took just a few months to develop it. There's 1,700 precincts that had to do this. Well, what went wrong, and it was detailed for many attempts, people couldn't log into the app, so obviously not enough testing was done or even stress testing. Precincts were able to log in, but the app struggled at the final step to get the upload confirmed to the reporting process. And sometimes the precinct chairs uploaded a photo and the app would show different information, the numbers and what they had actually submitted, hence the conspiracy theories. So anyways, you know, the company, things we hear all the time, right? I'm from the tech side, I was a loan officer, but so I get a part of it. What do we always hear, right? It's fixed in dev or it's been fixed and released. (laughs) Or it was yeah. a coding issue, or it was it, it, the data's fine. It was just something simple, right? That happens all the time. Anyways, test, test, test. So next week we will focus on testing, and I will leave the expertise of reporting to Tyler later in the segment. But Iowa, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa. I'm sure we will hear more. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's so much about this that is just so fascinating. This topic, yeah. yeah. They should have hired you. They should have hired you as a consultant. Obviously, did not. That's a big mistake. But you can get. All of Alan's wisdom and knowledge by the phone call. You want to get a hold of Alan, get a hold of him. He works with us in the consulting business, has other things he's doing as well. But you can reach him at alan at tms-advisors.com. Thanks so much. Appreciate you so much for being here, Fred. Really do. Likewise. Our friends at Finastra do a great job. They're a sponsor. Thrilled to have them as such. Check out their mortgage bot mobile solution, excuse me. And they also, their point of sale system is pretty effective on how you can brand it around your company, your technology. And then go to our website at lickinonlending.com under advertisers. Check out some of the testimonials that are there. It's pretty powerful and what they have uh, available. So if you're interested in advertising with us, by all means, you could go to the website and learn more about that. Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor and the PhD now as CMB. I was going to call you, Andy. We pre-recorded a segment with Bob Brooksman and the CMB Society. And guess what they managed to do that you've been trying to get me to do forever? Become a CMB. Yes. And guess who I want to sponsor me? You. Me. You, the private doctor. Go to the smartest. Go to the smartest guy in the room. I was going to tell you about that. We're going to be airing that segment next week. Uh, the interview. It's a great interview because I'll be traveling back from jolly old England, and on that trip, so we're going to do a pre-recorded program next week. And that is the interview. You want to go listen to that, listeners? It's a really good interview about the CMB program. I, I couldn't resist it, Andy. I finally go on. This is it. 
and I admitted all of my fears. We put it all out there on tape. The ghost of my closet came out, dyslexia, I hate taking tests, the fear of failing at 70 years old on a national scale like this. It's like that. But I thought, who would be the best one to coach me? Andy Show. And now that you've announced it on the podcast, you have the entire world knowing that you're going to be taking the test. So I know. nothing like more pressure. But you know, oh, yeah. you, all you have to do is all you have to do is forget about the typing and think about the answer, and then yeah. you know the answer. It's just a matter of getting it into words. But you can do that too. All you got to do is dictate it. So we'll figure it yeah. out. Congratulations. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So we're putting that in and putting you in. I don't know what we have to do to do that. There we go. Announced it ahead of time, even for our upcoming podcast next week. What you got, Prophet Doctor? Well, I'm I'm honored to be your CMB sponsor. I'll I'll make sure you get through the test and get proctored, and we'll we'll do it at Opie's or something, and it'll be yeah, great. So get to over some good barbecue. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So today, today's podcast, the Prophet Doctor segment, I thought I would talk a little bit about the the growing dynamics of mortgage lending and all the pieces that fit together and some of the challenges that mortgage lenders face. And I was going to touch it from two different directions all at the same time. Let me start with one of the, one of the things that we take for granted. Now, we, we all know that an independent mortgage company is not a depository. You don't right. open up a checking account at a mortgage company. So mortgage companies have to get their money from someplace. So they mm-hmm. borrow money from banks, FDIC banks, which are depositories, make loans to independent mortgage companies so that the IMB can then make a loan to the borrower. The IMB then sells the loan and generates the gain on sale and gets the cash. And all that happens because it started with borrowing money from the FDIC bank. So all of these mortgage loans that we make and sell happened because we had a relationship with a warehouse line lender. All we got to remember too, though, a warehouse line lender is an FDIC bank. So what does that mean? Why do I care? Well, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of things that FDIC banks have to follow. Both Dave and I started careers with uh, depositories and there's just tons of stuff you got to know. So I'm going to hit just a few of them. Well, for one, it's a bank. It's an FDIC bank. It's regulated by the FDIC. And because it's regulated by the FDIC, it means that there are federal examiners that come in to the bank and look at second guess, challenge, question every loan decision the FDIC bank makes. So when the FDIC bank says, okay, ABC Mortgage, we're going to make you a warehouse line of credit, that loan is subject to scrutiny by the federal examiners. They're going to come in and look at it and say, why did you make this loan? Were they good enough? Did you review their financial statements? Did you review their operational controls? How did you mm-hmm. validate that this mortgage company is a good credit risk to the bank? So all this happens behind the scene. All this happens on every single mortgage loan that we make. We borrowed money from the bank, and in order to get the bank to lend us the money so that we could borrow the money, we had to go through all these hoops, and we had to get approval. The FDIC bank warehouse line lender had to approve us as a borrower in order to get the money to make the loans. So all this is happening in the background. And in order to be approved and in order to stay approved, there's a number of things you got to be able to demonstrate. And Dave and I have been doing this for a really long time. And it's it's just part of the life. It's part of business. I know Joe Farr is on the phone too. And I know he's been deeply involved with both lending and um, helping people get warehouse lines. But the bottom line of it is got to show financial strength. In fact, the amount of money that a bank will lend you is based on your financial 
strength. And that financial strength is measured both by profitability and by the retained profits or your net worth, the capital base of the firm. Warehouse line lenders will make loans based on the capital of the independent mortgage company and based on the ongoing profit of the mortgage company and the cash flow of the mortgage company that generate to maintain and generate cash flow is super important. And then you have to show the bank that you're doing well every month or sometimes only every quarter, but you got to send them a debt covenant certificate is what they call it. But basically it's just a financial statement where you say, yep, we're doing great. We're making money. And you know, when you send that document to the FDIC bank, if that information is not accurate, that's a federal offense because the FDIC bank, the warehouse line lender is a regulated depository, and that's loan fraud if you misrepresent mm-hmm. the debt covenant certificate certificate you send into the bank. If you lie about your profits and send it to the bank, that's a federal offense. It's a big deal. People don't ever talk about that. So quickly getting to the end of this, there's a bunch of other stuff. But the, in order to get approved for a loan, you've got to have good, good investor scorecards. You've got to have good resumes of your origination team, your operations team. They're going to look at their neighborhood watch, make sure you're not crazy out of control. They want to see that you have policies and procedures about how you do your business. They want to make certain that you've got good fraud controls. And all this stuff fits together in order to get that ability to do what we do every day, which is make a loan. And if we have poor investor scorecards because we push the limit and and get loans rejected or have high fallout because we lock stuff that's junk, or if we have poor financial controls, all those things will affect the renewal of the warehouse line or it can affect right. the interest rate that the warehouse line makes uh, charges you. So all this stuff matters. So be respectful about the FDIC limits, being sure that debt covenant certificate is accurate. And one of the key things, and I know Dave talks about this a lot, communicate. Let the lender yep. know, let the FDIC bank know how it's going. Don't surprise them at the end of a quarter by showing them your volume cut in half and you lost money. Do not do that. Communicate in advance. If you've got a big branch that quits, let the lender know. If you've got financial challenges because you get a repurchase, rec- uh, repurchase demand that you lost money on, let them know. Communicate. Let them know. Don't let them find out at the end. That's bad. So that's part of mortgage lending is going on behind the scenes. But then also in mortgage lending, there's, there's questions that come up. So I'm going to hit this last point really, really fast, Dave. This is actually a topic that is floating around the world of CMBs. So once once you become a certified mortgage banker, you become <laughs> part of a group of like there's like 600 people in the whole yeah. country that are certified mortgage bankers and you get you get put on this email list as a CMB. And one of the topics that came up today I thought I would just float out for the listeners is about the Fannie Mae appraisal waiver. So the Fannie Mae appraisal waiver says that you don't have to get a um the, the property value validation that you would normally get through an appraisal is waived. So everybody agrees on that point. So the question, though, is the question isn't about the appraisal waiver. The question is about does the Fannie Mae appraisal waiver also waive property condition? So does it cover value and condition of the property, or does the waiver only cover value and not condition of the property? So why why does that matter? Let's say you you make a loan, it goes into foreclosure, the house was trashed, and then Fannie Mae takes the property because they manage the properties, and then they send you a bill for the repairs because you didn't validate that the condition of the property was good. So 
it's an open it's an open question. There's ongoing debate about this. Some companies just don't worry about it because the probability of this actually happening is so low that it's right. not worth the cost of getting inspections. But it's an open question, and that's part of what you get when you are in the CMB club when you when you qualify for the exam, take the exam, pass the exam, pass all the written requirements. The you have to also pass an oral requirement. You have to be invited into the membership. But when you are, you get to be part of this kind of stuff and learn about all the key things going on in the industry. So, Dave, I'm very excited that you're heading down this path. And yeah. I think one one quick point, the reason that you haven't yet is because of a reading challenge that you have. Yeah. And it's not for lack of desire. It's lack of, of physical limitation. And so, you know, I got a long time ago. And you didn't because of this limitation, but that's the only reason. Because otherwise, an advisor expert in the industry should always have a CMB. You didn't yep. yet because of this, but you're getting it now. So congratulations. Well, thank you, and looking forward to it. It was a. It, I couldn't believe when I we recorded that. And I go, I, I, I'm going to cross the line, going to do it. You've been trying to influence me for some time, but something you were talking about earlier on warehouse lines. I was fortunate enough when I got my first warehouse line. It was with First Collateral up in. Uh, the Bay oh, yeah. Area, Bill Ritter and Lynn Merkel were running the company back oh, wow. then. And Bill Ritter took me under his wing, and he said, Dave, there's two phone calls. If something goes bad in your mortgage lending operation, there's two phone calls you need to make. The first one is to your wife. The second one is to your warehouse lender. Never. <laughs> we're that close. We are that important in the in the information ladder. That's how important. I stress that. I'll never forget that. Good segment, Andy. Yeah. Appreciate it so much. Story. Profit doctor and PhD. Born just figuratively. He has now got a real PhD after that. CPA, CFF, CMB, and CMPHD. Andy Shell, PhD one and going for PhD two. So he'll be PhD squared here pretty soon. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Folks, this ends the weekly update on our podcast. All right, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, of course, Black Knight, who we have as our guest, Open Mortgage, Finastra with their FusionBot solution, the Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both these collaboratives help you get up close and personal with more people. And I love some of the things that both of these groups are doing as a peer analysis. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom, our latest new sponsor. Great to hear uh, that they've joined us. You can be hearing more about them and some of their products in upcoming podcasts. Ainsworth Advisors, as well as Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Celebrity Home Loans. Dave Robnett and the team are doing a great job. We're going to get Pete back on the podcast here uh, with some of the things that they're doing. Very innovative. Check out Celebrity Home Loans. Also, Velma, Vidyard, Vendorsurf. Vendorsurf, we had Scott Roller on the podcast here just recently. It's a great way to check out new vendors if you're searching for them. Who's out there? Vendorsurf is a great solution, as well as AI Assist. And, of course, we want to say a special thank you to our regulars, Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe. And so, without further ado, let's get over to Rob Van Raphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. 